welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that you can employ to deepen your faith, improve your relationships, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the program today. For me, it has been a little while on the recording end of things. I know on the listening in, everything kind of plugs along at a regular pace, new episodes on Mondays and Thursdays, but on the recording side, sometimes we have to get a little bit ahead when we know there'll be a gap in recording, and that's what happened over the last, I think, 12 days. I had the opportunity to travel a little bit doing some preaching and teaching and was able to do that in a couple of Texas towns west and southwest of Dallas, and it feels really good to be home. One thing that's super great about going out of town is meeting new people and having tons of conversations. I feel like I learned all kinds of stuff just sitting and listening to people's stories, their background, their experience, their understanding of the word. It's just all really rich and important. And in fact, it is out of one of those conversations that this episode idea was born. Give me a few minutes to tell you about that, and hopefully the title will make sense, and also you will have three very specific things to think about when this episode is finished. So I was staying several days with this older couple from the church there, and one day we're sitting there in the living room, and the lady says, I want to tell you a story about my former boss. She begins by saying, my former boss was a very successful businesswoman. She had made a lot of money, and at one point she owned, I think she said, four restaurants in the area or something like that. The lady I was staying with was her accountant, and they were pretty close friends. So she talked a little while about the woman's character. And then she said, Chris, one day, not too long ago, my boss came to me, and told me about her future plans. She told me three specific things. Number one, she said that she was gonna back away from the business. She talked about how much time she'd put into it. At that point, she was in her late 50s, and it had taken up most of her life. She was gonna turn that business over to her son and back away and pursue other things. More than that, she was gonna spend more time with her grandkids. She admitted that with work and all of that, she had neglected them. And in fact, in an effort of good faith, she had just built a new house closer to her grandkids so that she could really make that happen. And then thirdly, she said, she was gonna, quote, find the Lord. She knew that this accountant, my friend whom I was staying with, was a Christian. So the boss felt comfortable opening up about that and admitted that there hadn't been much time for God and she didn't feel very close to God. But there were about to be some big changes in her life and she was gonna find the Lord. Now I have to tell you, as someone sitting there sipping my coffee, listening to this story, I really liked where this was going. This woman, though she had spent too much time investing in her business, not enough time with her grandkids, and had neglected to do the most important thing of all, 
was only in her mid to late 50s. She had plenty of time to make that right, and she had a plan to do so. So my friend goes on and says, after saying all of that to me, one day this woman, my boss, went to a board meeting with her son and the two other partial owners of the company. This meeting was all part of the process of beginning to move the company over to them and so forth, and so they had a lot to discuss. At one point in that meeting, the son asked his mother a question, and she did not answer. He turned to look at her, and she was gone. She died instantly of a brain aneurysm. And I have to tell you, as someone sitting and listening to that story, it kind of shocked me. I thought I was going to meet this lady at church tomorrow. After all, she was going to back away from the business, and she was going to get closer to her grandkids, and she was going to find the Lord, and she was plenty young enough to do all of that, and then all of a sudden the story was over. And when it was done, and I was thinking about it, I was immediately drawn to that phrase that she kept using. She was gonna. It just struck me as very sad. It's different than saying, I was gonna. When you say that, you're saying, look, I missed some opportunities. I've let some things get away. I've made some mistakes. But you're saying, I'm still here. There's always hope to change so long as you're still here. You can say, I was gonna change my work situation so I could spend more time with my family and grow closer to God. But I didn't. But so long as you're still breathing and you can use the personal pronoun I, you can make those changes. You've still got time. But there was something about she was gonna. That person is gone. Whatever time they wasted is wasted. Whatever changes she wanted to make and even set about making did not get made. And now, after her death, someone else tells her story. I'm sitting in a living room, listening to a Christian woman tell the story of the life of her boss, who is now gone, whose story is over. And one phrase keeps getting used over and over again again. She was gonna. And I've got to tell you, and this is part of where we're going today, one day, Lord willing, if Christ does not return in the sky, I will pass from this life and people whom I love will still be living. There will be people telling my story, family members, brothers and sisters in Christ, neighbors, and friends. I won't get to tell it anymore. I won't be able to turn anything around. It'll be done. And somebody somewhere is going to be sitting on a couch telling my story. I do not want the theme of that story to be, he was gonna. So I'm sitting there thinking about how that would go. And I started thinking about my son, Specifically, for some reason, my eight-year-old son, Nicholas. And I thought about him sitting somewhere one day after his dad is gone, talking about the life that his father lived. And what I don't want him to do 
is talk about things that I always intended to do and did not do. That cannot be the theme of my life. The theme of a story told about me cannot be, well, he was gonna, but he didn't. He was just about to, but he never got around to it. I'm not going out like that. Can I just put it to you that way? And I hope that you're on board with me here. We're going to zoom in a little bit on those three things that she was going to do, and I'm going to challenge you in the last five minutes of this episode to find three things in your life that need to be done and do them. He knew that it was time, and he acted with courage. She saw what she needed to do, and she did it. I've heard those stories as well. I've heard stories that started the same way as that one. Well, he intended to change his work environment. He intended to spend more time with his wife and kids. He intended to get back to church and get right. And he did. He finally did it. And it made all the difference in the world. And here's the thing. Some people get the extra time. Some people live to a ripe old age and they have time to repair a lot of things. There may still be consequences for years wasted, but they can get right with God and spend more time with their family, but then other people silently and instantly are taken from us while they're sitting at a conference table. So let's just make sure we're really clear on that. If you don't want to be a she-was-gonna story that someone tells once you're gone— then I know the first thing we need to do is understand that now is the time we have and we'd better do what we can to make the most of it. We've been told there is a time to give birth and a time to die, but we have not been told when that time is. And this is why the scripture puts so much emphasis on today. All of those things she was gonna do and didn't do, she could have done. She had plenty of days to do that to change her work environment, to spend time with her grandkids, to be baptized into Christ. She had tons of chances, but she didn't take advantage of today, and she ran out of them. You know what the scripture says in James chapter 4? Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to the one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin." You don't need me to give you five minutes of commentary on that passage. You already know people. You could sit on a couch and you could tell me stories about people who thought they had all the time in the world and they ran out of it and they had all these plans to change, plans to grow, decisions they were going to make, and it was the right thing to do in the moment, but they just didn't do it and the vapor of life quickly vanished away. Well, all I've got to tell you is, not me, and I hope not you either. 
So let's talk about specifically what we can do. And I think that story gives us three things to think about. Number one, there was something in this life that was eating up way too much of her time, and she knew it. The first statement was, she was gonna back away from the business. She was gonna give that thing over to her son. It had made her money, it had given her success, but it had kept her from other things. I wonder if you could write something down today. Is there something that's eating up far too much of your time? It's keeping you from what you are sure is a more valuable endeavor. Maybe it's work, and it could take a year or two to find your way out of it or replace it with something else, but you know that you should, and you know that because you're thinking, one day I'm going to. One day I'm going to find a different line of work. One day I'm going to have to give up this hobby that eats up 90% of my time. One day I'm going to have to change. Well, maybe one day we'll be saying, He was gonna, he told me once, but that's not how we want this story to end, is it? Can you list one thing of this world that is just taking up too much of your life and you know that eventually you'll need to change it? But here's the thing about that. Even if we are allowed the years to finally break that habit, get away from that vice, or retire from that job, If right now in the moment, I know that it is robbing me of what I really want to be and do, then chances are, even if I have the years later to change it, I'll just wish I would have done it earlier. So firstly, what is something of this world that you would tell someone, boy, I hope one day I can change that? Why don't you start looking at changing it now? The second thing she said was she was going to spend more time with her grandkids. She recognized what most of us do, that our children grow up very quickly, and I'm sure grandchildren grow up just as quickly. And she knew that she needed to give those later years to those grandkids to show how much she loved them. We all feel that. I wonder what she was going to do. I wonder what she was going to teach them or show them or do with them. Well, her grandkids wonder that too because she was gonna, and she didn't. Is there someone in your life who deserves more of your attention? Is there someone that you wished you could spend more time with? It would please God, and it would be good for them. What are you waiting for? Maybe it's your spouse, maybe your kids, maybe your grandkids, maybe it's your grandparents, maybe it's your church family. Look, we all figure out in the end that relationships are everything to us. Why don't you make a decision to do what is right and spend more time with them now? And then most importantly, she said she was going to find the Lord. That statement really struck me because it said she wasn't where she needed to be and she knew it. She did not have a relationship with God and she knew that she didn't. After all, she'd been so busy with things, there probably hadn't been much time, but she would make time eventually, time for God at the end of her life. Well, her life ended and that time never came. I gotta ask you this, is it time for you to get right with God? Are you hoping that one day you'll really sit down and read the Word? 
One day you will confess your sins and be baptized. One day you're going to join the church and be active. One day you're going to live a true relationship of connection with God, not just a hollow claim to one. All I can tell you in the greatest sincerity is please don't be a story someone tells. Please don't be a story someone tells one day about how you told them that you were going to do what was right. You really were. Eventually, life was going to get to a place where you could be active and faithful and committed to God and really serve Him. But that time never came. That's a mistake we just can't afford to make. And not to mention, even if you and I do get the time and we're finally able to put God first in the end, Look, I can't even tell you how many conversations I've had with people who did that late in life and wish they would have done it so many years earlier when they could have had greater influence on their children and on their entire family. So look, as we wrap this thing up, we understand that the days are evil in that they're unpredictable and they pass very quickly, and we understand that we need to make the most of our time today and do everything we can to live our best life in this exact moment. To help you do that, answer three questions. What is one thing in this life that is taking too much of your time? What is one relationship in your life that needs more of your attention? And what is one decision in the sight of God that you need to make and maintain in order to know the Lord. Make sure that one day when someone who knew you is telling your story, they will talk with a great smile on their face about the awesome things that you did instead of filling a conversation with hopeless statements like, She was gonna. Thank you so much for listening today. We encourage you to check out the website, excelstillmore.life, where you can subscribe to emails, order the three-month journal, or check out past episodes. As always, please consider sharing this with people in your life who you think we can help. And whatever you do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, excel still more.